So I've been following storylines within podcasts. Really cool. Um, really been enjoying it. And I'm sitting here now with a sparkling water. If I get up real early sometimes, I do like to start with something else to drink. I love my coffee, but I no longer have to have it first thing in the morning. Um... And I've always kind of been open to, especially being um, kind of needing to eat and stuff like that, just to have something else that tastes good to drink and that kind of thing. And just um, going about the day that way and then having coffee as something to enjoy that is good for you, that kind of thing. But anyway, so I've been following storylines and podcasts. There's so many podcasts I listen to. I'm not really... Um, featuring one right this second, but um, I follow storylines and podcasts, and I'm starting to realize that this podcast you're listening to right now that I'm on here could be interpreted as a storyline. And I'm just kind of curious how we all interpret stories. Um, it doesn't really matter. It's not like a response is required, but how do we all interpret these things because um, I've really opened up. I didn't think I could, to be honest with you. There are other podcasters that I've listened to for years that open up. YouTubers um, really open up like daily um, on their, you know, when they would have daily vlogs, podcasts. Um, <clears throat> you, you get the right podcast and it's like daily blogs and people really open up about their lives and some people see that as something to be ashamed of and unproductive and all that but I absolutely love learning from that really um because it's kind of it's it's a lot better than looking at a newsfeed or a timeline where you could see something, maybe a couple days you kind of look at it, but then it's it can be easily misinterpreted. I think Facebook, Twitter, all that is good for sharing creativity, but I think when it comes to storylines and blogs and what you might think of, you know, video stories, um, I think podcasts do a much better job with audio segments instead of... Um, Instagram stories, TikTok stories, Facebook stories, um, all these things. Uh, TikTok itself is cool. YouTube shorts themselves are cool. So, you know, video has its place for this, but I really think when it comes to storylines and blogging, I think podcasting leaves a lot of fuel for the imagination like it feeds the imagination more and you can kind of sit in your audio environment that you've pressed play on and there's advantages to actually learning from the stories I mean I love teaching podcasts and I listen to those depending on what they are especially like actualized um you know where, where they're teaching you things uh, detailed therapy things like that but even even they open up about their life. It's structured in a really cool way, but they do open up about their life um, if you listen over time. Um, 
But I'm talking about podcasts that are more like blogs that are hosted solo, but then capturing life around them. And that's what I've really, I I didn't think I could do on a podcast. I knew on an anchor station I could do that. I know um, people have been open up about their thoughts on anchor on podcasts lately. So I thought I would kind of do that here, but in Anchor Stations, I knew I was having fun putting up music, capturing life around me, that kind of thing. But, you know, to have this transition into a podcast, um, Spotify really made a move on Anchor. And a lot of us felt like protective over Anchors. And I really was like, oh my God. It felt as if um, this is going to sound really extreme but it felt as if one of your children were getting closer to their partner and you had to protect one of your children because anchor uh I got to work with the staff I didn't even care about like being hired at anchor um I know I've had people suggest it in the past and stuff and you know but I didn't even care it felt like a second you know because I have my daughter and with her, I felt more confident in um, parenting when I would talk on my anchor station um, about parenting and things. But it really felt like being protective over your best friend or your child. Or I know that sounds extreme, and it probably is. And, you know, laughing is definitely appropriate here. Insert laughter, right? But, um, you know, the storytelling, it really is an art. Um, I think of that E-40 song, The Art of Storytelling. I love that song. But no, it really is an art. And you can do this in a way where it really is teaching people. And I mean capturing life and capturing events, you know, or even just capturing um, traveling, capturing visiting time spending time with others and maybe capturing it because maybe you both have podcasting as a common interest I'm not saying that this is for everyone around you like you might not feel comfortable and I wouldn't necessarily do this either and I I did it on other audio platforms and then I kind of didn't feel like this was the place for it and I didn't feel like the phase of life was appropriate anymore because I wanted to open up in a very different way um but I know people feel very comfortable about and I think it used to be more common in our community like even in the blind community where people would and I would love to hear you know podcasts today that do this where people record their whole day on a podcast and I mean it's in like one episode and it's not so much that they're necessarily talking it's more that they are capturing the entire time and it's people get really good at it and I enjoyed listening to it and I've I did it for a couple of years on uh, audio boom um but then and I also did it on periscope and I found anchor through periscope actually and I enjoyed Periscope a lot, but I just kept noticing that um, it seemed like it got real quiet and then it seemed like it kind of like went away. But I found Anchor through Periscope, which is a video live stream app. And my husband and I got very open on there. And then um, 
happened to meet some blind friends on Periscope. Uh, some very ahead of their time blind friends, not just like your average. I mean, these people specialize in DJing and audio and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I run into some, some of them from the group that they were a part of even today. And it's kind of cool to talk to them, but ran into them. They were very educational about anchor. Like you really got to work with anchor. They were extremely encouraging about anchor and helpful and then I kind of like took it and I ran with it and then I realized okay this is not the easiest app to work with I'm gonna need to take breaks because I'm also doing school and work and especially like my daughters um you know we are reading and doing our own kind of like schooling I didn't do preschool or daycare real early I wanted to do schooling with her um and then I wanted to kind of like protect her a lot and then I wanted to also do schooling and work of my own I was quite happy to do that my husband did schooling and work of his own and he was happy to do that quite happy in fact like we were pretty flexible in our you know we had a very supportive family that could help and that kind of thing um and so with anchor I just fit in time and I kept noticing how much time I actually fit in um, and I'm like, I'm, I seem to be easily fitting in more time with this platform. Like it's, it's not so much a time waster. It's not like I'm playing around. It's not like I'm trying to get a button or two to work anymore. And then I realized like the staff was extremely helpful. You can call in to their stations. You can just like you do now, you call into podcasts, you can call, um, you can email them. Um, they'll call into your station and you guys have a conversation um, on both stations because that's how it kind of worked back then. But um, I say that to say that even in podcasting, I feel like I've once I got rid of the distractions of a 24 hour anchor station, once they got rid of that and I kind of got rid of the pining for that I missed it for a while and it was like my distraction it's like where's all the activity for maker where's all the noise that I could be adding where's the variety it forced me as a podcaster to be vulnerable and to open up and then I thought well if I want a podcast community of my own I have to do a little more work for it now like it's not instant on a social network like anchor was before and so I'm like, I'm going to continue to listen to podcasts and whatever information people provide, that's cool. And I'll continue to to call into their podcasts, things like this. And then, um, <clears throat> and then at least, um, I know I'm doing the work and I'm putting in the effort necessary and then people would get back and then, um, they would have links to stay in touch on other platforms. It encouraged me to use other social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, that kind of thing. Twitter was always integrated with Anchor from the beginning. So, and I had always been definitely huge into Twitter since 2010 anyway. So that was all good. And Twitter integrated really well with any audio apps, um, with audio cards where you insert the audio into your tweet and stuff like that. Now Twitter has built-in audio. All these platforms 
are branching off into built-in audio so that because I think everybody's starting to recognize that audio shorts and audio stories are actually a thing uh audio live streaming is a thing it's not I do enjoy a good convo on audio stream whether that's Twitter space or clubhouse I do enjoy that somewhat like as a social person but um podcasting is definitely more the main focus every day it's how I feel like I'm updating to you I'm journaling to you um and I'm teaching myself and you thought I was gonna say I'm teaching you I don't know if I'm teaching you because you could take anything that I say and use it the wrong way like I'm very open to the possibility that none of my teachings might work for you but it could give you ideas to even start a podcast on your own which I'm very proud to say and I'm very touched to say that for those of you who found my podcast um, through Twitter, through Anchor itself, um, mostly through Twitter is how it kind of got popular anyway. Um, but for those of you that had found it and taken the time to listen, you had been able to start podcasts and worlds of your own or continue worlds of your own um, and f- and take on podcasting as a full-time venture for yourself. And I'm very happy about that, to be honest. Even if we've changed directions, even if, you know, podcasts and interests have changed over the years, I'm still very happy that you're podcasting because I, it brings about an open environment for you to be yourself. And that's what I want for everybody. Like, if my parents started a podcast, I would be thrilled. You know what I mean? Like, I really, I, I'm not saying they are, but I really want... Like, everyone in the world to have a podcast. Um, And I know YouTube is getting into podcasting even more, which is really exciting because we've all experienced our own thing with YouTube, whether that's watching and learning, because YouTube has become a real education center. You know, commenting, community, for sure. It's become a real community hub for people. Um, I don't want to overuse the word brand, but for people. Uh, it's become a community hub and then now it's getting into podcasting and people do to choose to put in the work and put their podcast up on YouTube however um, if it can get into audio more audio itself and add audio to its platform I think it would be really good with that because it already has the video algorithm now Spotify to its credit is getting its own algorithm I've noticed over the past year um, and recommendations and uh even with the different episodes, and um, able to recommend things. And I do enjoy um, if people, like I listen to music on YouTube music, I love it. But if people are not on YouTube music, I feel better knowing that I can send them music or recommend a, a way of listening to music that is definitely free. And I've enjoyed and Spotify's gotten better. I've tested their algorithm over the last few weeks. They've gotten better about music, and they have really cool playlists, um, and I've started to learn the algorithm game on Spotify, so that, um, you know, if people are in a position where, you know, they, their money management is a little bit different, I feel better knowing that I can send you to music, and it's free, and you can enjoy your music, 
and you know I have my reasons for YouTube music I have a ton of reasons they have like mixtapes that they create for you um it, it's very different from other music platforms in that way I'm not going on and on about it here but it is very different um the recommendations are like sometimes I feel like YouTube is reading your mind with with both music and and video so it kind of goes hand in hand we've got YouTube TV uh which is awesome we love it and it's easily transferable so along with T-Mobile internet and so it's really really cool um to do these things just gotta take a drink it's a little different without coffee but um i'm enjoying it i need to take apart well we need to work as a team to take apart our coffee pot um properly because i do not want to break it um we're gonna get a new coffee pot at some point for like 10 bucks that is gonna be detachable so that things can properly be cleaned so um, that'll be good, but anyway, um, my throat feels a little bit different with this, uh, it's, it's good, it's coconut sparkling water, really, really good stuff, so anyway, I really just wanted to talk about how meaningful this is, and stories, uh, getting back into stories, <clears throat> how do you interpret them? Like, if you're following a storyline about a relationship or about somebody sharing their family, uh, I've enjoyed podcasts like that um, and stuff, too, or relationships. Um, how do you interpret it? Do you see both sides of the people? Which is really ultimately what you would want, to see both sides of the people involved um so that you can learn better um and now as far as like being friends with the people that's a little bit different and having kind of a social rapport with somebody that you maybe known a long time that's a little bit different um but still wanting all parties to create content still wanting um to hear from all parties and to, you know, still friendly and open to receiving communication and everything else from all parties. But understanding that, like, you know, I was talking to some friends on Clubhouse that had been podcasting together for years and had had a really cool relationship. And one of them had pointed out because I said, you know, you guys are really solid. Um. Like, I could picture you guys being a couple, da, da, da. just because, you know, we were in that space and I felt like I could say that. I would never disrespect anybody by saying that, like, the first five minutes of meeting them. But we were on Clubhouse and one of them pointed out, I'm not going to, like, shout anyone's names out and, you know, privacy reasons. But one of them pointed out, like, yeah, we really do. We really are close, but it is a story. At the end of the day, like, we really are close and we're going to probably talk on FaceTime later. But at the end of the day, it is a story. And I'm like, you know what? That's very true. And when I talk about my own life experiences and give you my own examples, unless you're my close friend and you're, you know, choosing to 
work as a team, you're not going to know the full story. And that's okay. Like, I don't need it. Um, it's one less thing to worry about if, if, uh, that's not the case for you or for anyone. I think it's, um, it's really up to the part. Like, everybody needs autonomy in their life and everybody needs to decide what they will deal with in their life and what they won't. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just life lessons. You have no idea, really, what goes on in my life. You have no idea what I've done or have not done. And I don't say any of this to be egoic. I say it because I honestly get, I grow concerned every day about the lack of experience that I've seen in myself and in others. Um, and I want this, I want these intense episodes to reflect um, life skills that we're not taught. We're not taught a lot of these life skills in schools and institutions. Um, we're not taught a lot. And I'm not like shitting on schools and institutions. I think some of them can be a great freedom hub for people to meet. Like my husband and I met at an institution and that was the only way we could kind of be adult about it and date properly and be alone. And that's what we needed. Um, but you know, so like for the time to help people kind of become adults, they are helpful. They've helped me kind of do that. Like it, like again, it's a hub. It's a space for people to go. Um, it's a space for people to go make friends in regular, you know, in element, excuse me, elementary, junior high, high school. So I'm not necessarily saying that they don't have their place. They do. But for like real life situations, I want to teach you skills from real life situations you know so if you misinterpret that as well that's stupid probably you're just being dramatic for the podcast <laughs> um you have no idea and that's okay you're just not gonna know um it's you're not putting in the work to know you know there is no caring there and that says more about you as an interpreter if that is in fact what you think and I've seen other people get shit on for telling their own stories and I've thought you know that says more about their person you know their audience or their friend or whoever that's shitting on them for telling their story or trying to minimize them and what it says about you is not so much that you're like a piece of shit or you know you deserve bad what it says is that you want something else in your life and it's time that that is accounted for but you have to be the one to account for yourself like nobody else is going to do that if you doubt that oh my my life is not good enough you're probably right like in some ways you can be grateful but you probably there is nothing wrong with change it's scary, but there's nothing wrong with it. And it's not perfect, and there's things that could go wrong at any second. But, you know, at the same time, it's necessary. And we need to stop listening to each other if we're finding that it's too dramatic, if we're finding that it's too intense to handle, if we're finding that it's too much. Um... 
it kind of reminds me of a little bit, not too, too much, but just a little bit, the um, friendships and relationships that, you know, my husband and I had had where people were close if it was really related to their life. But if it wasn't about their life, it was too intense. It was, uh, and all that kind of thing. But luckily for those people, they had other people. It, they didn't just rely on us to kind of be their people of entertainment. Like they had other people. They seeked out community. The extroversion really did help them in that way. Um, when it came to not so much experience, like the way that we would think of it, but, you know, when it came to um, education around their very underground kind of topic. Um, and so in that way, you know, I felt sad and, you know, all of that, that the relationship and ended the friendship, you know, not talking every day, all that kind of stuff. But then what I learned was, you know, they have other people that they prefer. And in this way, when friendships end and all that, um, I was actually looking up a few weeks ago about friendships, relationships, and how people, um, like, should you keep... Should you keep a friendship, like, because there's just been, you know, these funny gut feelings telling me different things um, that I could not put my finger on when it came to certain people. And um, people kept saying, oh, try to work it out or cut this person out. Like, they would give these really generic answers. And some of them were pretty insightful. Like, if you think about, you know, hey, if somebody's not there for you or, you know, if they leave you or whatever it is, that's whatever. And I mean, this was like not even a month ago. This was like a month ago. I was fine. It was like three months ago. I started to feel off with things, uh, with people. And it, uh, what I find to be honest with you, and I might even do an episode later on about kind of going into this. Um, I might have a guest on for that. And I also might do a deeper one solo kind of depending on how deep and I deep the guest and I can go or how deep uh, I can go on my own kind of like we'll see how it goes it'll be in the future um what you find is it's not a matter of scorekeeping in a friendship in a relationship you know what it really is a matter of it's a matter of what's happening in your life it's never going to be a matter of because you can't really give a one-size-fits-all answer. Oh, this person's toxic. Get rid of them. They have these tendencies. No, it's not that. It's about life is going to show you if the person is relevant anymore. Because you're going to have life events. And these events are going to affect your family. People that are important to you. People that matter to you. And, and they are going to affect you. And you're going to see who is going to show up for these events. Who really cares? And then if they don't, they're doing you a favor. You know, one less person to worry about. They can go on and live their life. But that is my overall answer. And I want to do a deeper episode on revealing that. Because um, 
there are some things, signs that you can look for that you need to be aware of um, in situations, I think, because otherwise it does create an unhealthy codependency. But there are situations and signs that you can look for in these friendships. Like, are they really here to leech or are they here to work as a team? And I'm not saying that any one of us are perfect. Maybe some of us can provide, like, as friends, we are a little bit more financially well off. And maybe others are a little bit more uh, better about therapy, talking, um, going out to lunch and kind of like giving you their attention at their house even, like even if they don't have money. But then you have, um, so it's not so much about like what can this friend provide or whatever. It's more about, you know, are they giving as much as you are? Are they giving, are they giving of their, of, of their gifts and as a human being as much as you're giving your gifts as a human being? They can be different gifts. But it's more about, you know, are they in it just to get attention for their work? Like if you work with somebody, are they in it just to use and get access to um, shared streaming services? Um, are they in it just to get? Or do they want to you know, have you in their life and work as a team and care about your family? And do they have, do they have dignity? And especially if they've known you, the hardest ones to figure out are the ones that have known you for a long time and have known your family for a long time. Do they respect the years of knowing them and the years of them knowing you? Do they respect that as kind of an indicator that, hey, this is going to be a, a different friendship. Um, or is it all about, like, if I have something else better to do, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go off and take this road trip, you know, with somebody who wouldn't normally, you know, who hasn't, who's been busier and all this kind of stuff and that kind of thing and it doesn't matter about other people or I'm going to go off and um, I have this I could go do and it is not relevant to these other people because they are entertainment they are you know uh, these people can provide me dinner and outings and all this kind of stuff these other people, they provide me streaming access and entertainment when I'm at home and otherwise. That's it. And so it you got to like really figure out is somebody um is somebody leeching and attention seeking in that way? Um is somebody um parasitic? Um are they kind of parasitic about their relationships? And do you want that in your life? Because maybe for a little while it it can work and you have your... I guess I'm talking about it here on a solo level. Maybe a new episode isn't necessary because I'm going into it. Because um, it does have a lot to do with storytelling. Because the stories we tell ourselves could be, oh... It's kind of nice that, you know, they're here and all that. But that's, you know... 
it's after putting in years of time with people it's not it that's not quite it there's reasons why people are here after like I've, I've said before on this podcast if you have somebody in your life for a year it's kind of like well they've been in your life you share an interest obviously together two years okay it's like you kind of understand each other more three years there are things about each other that you really don't want to let go of and then beyond the three-year mark when it's like comes to four years and up you're making a conscious decision to keep them in your life or to be in their life. And so that is, you know, we went from storytelling because we're interpreting these things. Um, the storytelling relates on a weird level, but it's because we are interpreting these things. And when I tell you intense life situations... They are not to be overdramatic at all. These are things that I've seen, observed, or experienced. And that is why I think it's so valuable to teach you. Um, not just to teach you to say I'm a teacher, but to share with you. And then if you choose to be taught from interpretation. So I'm not claiming to be a teacher what I'm claiming to be is an experienced sharer um, an experienced guide um, and then if you choose to learn from these things you know you're not criticizing if the story has enough structure you're not criticizing if uh, the content is relevant or um, if the story sounds true or not who cares i'm not here to give you a fairy tale i'm here to tell you about life experience this is life is art reality do you interpret that as being some theory philosophical fairy tale have you possibly over romanticized the life is art part but not putting it into reality because it all does fit together so you know it really does and i really do appreciate you listening and being here um and um continue to make that choice to be here or not it is your life it is up to you completely um i'm i'm here i'm here to share and so that's it um take with it what you interpret what you will i guess uh, but i'm here and i'm glad that i completely have been able to integrate life into this podcast in the way that works as a journal, as a shared experience with you. This is real life, and I'm sure that you're living life right now. You're here. You're alive. You know, be a little more grateful for what you have, would you? Be a little more grateful for... You know, if you're going to listen to this, 
um, this podcast. I, I work with gratitude every day because I'm grateful that the people I love are here and that those that have left the earth are watching over us. And they're watching over you too. Have a lot of love. They have a lot of love. A lot of love that I found very hard to to have. And uh, I learned from them even when they're even when they've passed. So I am going to enjoy, um, I'm probably going to try to work the coffee pot a little bit here, um, and clean all that good stuff. I really do appreciate. I'm going to listen back to as well first, because this helps me as much as I would hope it helps. It helps you just listening back and being immersed into the thoughts that come up here, the insights, the experience. Giving myself an experience just as much as I'm offering you an experience. So, thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your life. Take care of each other with gratitude. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for being here. Take care.